Shum shum. We swapped. Look at that, boys. Shum shum. Shum shum. That's our new intro. Shum shum. Oh, sorry. Shum. Well, we used to do, you know, the ah, and now it's just we only need one. We only need one audio cue to get us set up and ready to go, and that's yeah, just shum shum. And it's shum shum. Yeah, it's that's it. It's like which is a well-known audio cue. He's it's, adding sound effects to the stinger that already has sound effects associated with yeah. it. Oh, yeah. It's like Zoom Zoom, but not copyrighted. We Co- can say it. Oh, yeah, of course, of course, of course, of course. Definitely. to the forecast this is episode 145 titled dying island 2 the forecast is a bi-weekly podcast streamed on thursdays and released on youtube on saturdays now and podcast on sometime between those two we'll get it figured out someday i mean this is only on our 145th episode work in progress Work in progress. Yeah. Uh, we are a community of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things from video games to board games to film and TV to our everyday, everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash the horizon FB, or you can come hang out on our Discord channel, or you can check out our website, rearthehorizon.com. We have a ton of original content for you to browse through there. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron, joined by a couple of additional peeps. Caleb. That's me. Chad. I'll snap. Mixing up. Alex? Yo, but in the his house. In the hizzy. How does my how does my when you stop? Please stop. <laughs> Jake? Oh, hello, that's me. And Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Alrighty, let's stop off the top. Right off the top with Wait, the right off from... first. Oh my gosh. What kind of segment? You, if you just if you just name the episode before it happens, what if we have like a really good joke that would be a good title for the episode? Cut. Well, well I don't know because I, I like kind of naming it, that, you know? Or... I mean, sure. Yeah, 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 sure. <laughs> I'm just like, hold the joke. named after a cool thing from the previous podcast. Well, that's kind of <laughs> weird. That'd be that's very weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm glad we've derailed this, Caleb. I'm just anyways. It seems weird to name it early. Fine, I, I'll stop naming it. <laughs> Uh, this episode, episode 145, which is yet to be named, mm-hmm. we're jumping right in. Off the top, Jake, we got a segment. Yes, I have a segment. You guys remember that really, really cool Razor COVID mask? Oh, oh yeah. God, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So this news is, it's like a month old, so I'm a little bit behind. Uh, but, you know, we've been busy. Uh, it turns out it doesn't keep you from getting COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they advertised that it would have N95 grade filters, and it, uh, doesn't. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, some, uh, YouTuber basically did a teardown of it and was like, hey, um, that's not true. Like, you lied. And so they quickly took down everything that claimed it was, and they were like, whoops. Sorry. Oopsie daisy. What do you mean, whoops? Oh, like, my our gosh. shitty Bane mask doesn't have that thing we told everyone it had. How do you miss that? Or is it something where it's like, we made this post as a joke, but like somebody thought it was real internally. And so they went through the process of getting masks produced and then listed <laughs> and then people actually bought them and it spiraled out of control, guys. I mean, honestly, it could be. That's crazy. I, I don't I don't know what the point of this ugly, shitty mask would be otherwise. <laughs> RGB. 
Like, I it, mean, it looks so bad. I answer. can't imagine any other reason to. I mean, even if it did 100% protect you from COVID, not worth it. No. Honestly. <laughs> I mean, that's goes, scary. That's like lawsuit realm. It goes yeah. with like your mm, for cyberpunk sure. cosplay. Mm-hmm. That you wear to pack. Yeah, when, when yeah you're forced to wear a mask at PAX, so you can wear this. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Could be. Could be. I don't know. Or you just wear it ironically. Like it's a, Ooh, yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. joke the whole time. And I then you like get COVID that. and it's like doubly funny. It's like, see? <laughs> see? They suck. You wear N95 underneath it. Mmm. Mmm. Uh, well, all right, let's move. What what were you gonna say? What? So it's what? got the two like filters on it. You just wear a mask over each side each of side. it. Ooh, yes. Yeah, so you wear an stuff. actual mask over where the filter is supposed to be. That makes like sense. Do that. tie the two strands together in the center and then put them around your ears on the other side. Yes, exactly. It's mm. perfect. Honestly, perfect. Looks like you're wearing a bra on your face. <laughs> yeah, the bra. height of fashion. Honestly, <laughs> it wouldn't even look that much dumber than the regular thing. True. <laughs> That's the sad part. Uh, let's move on to what have you been playing lately? And Alex, you're going to be off the top this week. What are you playing? Sure. Um, I've been playing this indie platformer called Splasher. It's a bit older. Um, but I think it's pretty fun. It's, it's got a gimmick where like you can splash substances around. Substances. Uh, Okay. Kinky. (laughs) (laughs) So like it's got, it's got platforming like, so you're jumping through, you're dodging enemies and spinning blades and stuff, but also, like, there'll be a sticky substance on the wall, Ooh. and you can, like, run off the wall. And then later you get the power to spray the sticky substance, so then you can create surfaces <laughs> for you to stick to. Puberty? Why are you so bad at describing <laughs> <laughs> What is happening? Alex, why are you like this? It's I'm like red page. fluid it is sticky. It just calls it paint. Okay, but you gotta well... call it sticky juice. Like, what are you, what's wrong? Yeah, why do you have to describe hey, it as sticky substances that you spray on walls? Like, they don't make it clear that it is paint. Also, it comes off very easily with water, so I don't. Water like valuable paint. paint. <laughs> I don't. I don't know, man. Anyway, you the gimmick is like you gotta spray the right stuff places to get through the level, and also like clean the right surfaces to make it through. Are you like new and there's on like, the block? There's like bouncy paint and there's sticky paint and you know stuff like that. It's mm. it's pretty fun. <laughs> so it's like it's like Portal Two, yeah. Basically, it's got like some of that stuff, but it's a 2D platformer. Except no portals. Got it. Portal Two minus the fun. Got it. Got them. <laughs> oh, still fun. Still fun. Still fun, guys. That's rude. I don't know why we gotta tear me down when I'm just enjoying a video game over here. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, try Welcome talking about, life. you know, Fallout 76 for a little bit, and you'll know exactly <laughs> how the fuck I feel. Uh, I've also been playing, like, a bunch of Dark Souls 3 for some reason. Yeah, not streaming it. Like, what the heck? Yeah. We told our audience it'd be a full playthrough. Yeah. Like, two <laughs> years ago. I now mean, it's I walked be a quarter in, playthrough. I walked in at one point and saw him playing some of it. I don't know that we would want to put that on the stream. Ooh. This yeah, is just, like, screaming at substance. Caleb, uh, like, forced me to stream it by watching my <laughs> broadcast through Steam, indeed, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. for, like, a long time the other day. That's the way to grow grow viewership right there. <laughs> yes, yeah, so if you want to see me play Dark Souls 3, friend me on Steam, <laughs> and then request access to my broadcast. I won't. Uh, how, uh, I've how been, is, how's it going? I've been having a good time with it. 
more than I can say any other time that I've played it in the past. I can now look at myself as a Dark Souls player years ago and be like, wow, why were you even struggling with that stuff? That stuff was dumb. Like, those are the fodder enemies that you're supposed to just, like, chew through. No problem. And are you saying I've, that you uh, got good? I don't, I'm not going to say like, I got good. Actually, I mean, it, it sounds like you got good, man. Like, you I, took the time and I you got good. I can confirm that I'm pro gamer because I beat a boss on the first attempt. <gasps> Ooh. Gasp. And I'll, Caleb was witness. Which, uh, what boss? Uh, Vort. Like Vort, the... Yeah. I think it's oh, the main first, like, one of the first, first bosses. Like, yeah, I think the first... Okay, not literally the first, but whatever. Not literally the yeah. first, but pretty early. First, like, um, proper boss, kind of. How, uh, so how far are you? I just got through, like, the second area. I'm at Road of Sacrifices. I just got okay. Road of Sacrifices. Nice, okay, so that's... I feel like that's around where you stopped playing the first time? I was still or last the time I the last time you streamed it. I just I just picked up the same save file, so I Did was you? Wow. back okay. in like the high wall of Lothric back then. I see, okay, okay. Um, but yeah, it's been pretty fun. I, I've I'm still doing like a shield build today. I switched out and I've been doing two handed on. I got, I got a hold of um Bort's great hammer mm. by nice. like transmuting it with the kiln after you mm-hmm, killed a big mm-hmm. ugly tree. Yeah. So that was fun. Nice. The tree that has like balls that you have to go hit. Oh, tree balls, hit. yes. Tree balls, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I love hitting mm-hmm. tree balls. Mm-hmm. Literally in between his legs, like mm-hmm. could not no, be the, any the tree has a ball sack. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's, so it's, been, it's been pretty fun so far. What's everybody's like go to build in that game usually? Goodness. They called finesse in that? They're called skill. Dexterity? Dexterity. Is it called dexterity? Yeah, I think it's just yeah. dex. Yeah, come on, you clown. Dex. Sorry. Freaking Caleb. Doing it, what, they're called, right it's called skill and bloodborne, right? Is it finesse and something? Probably. Am I crazy? I think it's skill and bloodborne. Oh, crazy. There is, there is finesse somewhere. <laughs> finesse is, uh, I know for a fact, Divinity Original Sin 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't know that, why yeah, you pulling that That out. could be what I'm thinking of <laughs> for some it's reason. possible. Jake, what do you what do you build? Oh, I always strength two handed weapons. No, oh, really? no doubt, no right. doubt, absolutely. What are you That's going for? the direction I'm headed now. I've been for the longest time. I was using longsword shield, and then I got a claymore, and I liked that a bunch. And I was using it one handed with a shield, and then now that I have the great hammer with the frost stuff, that seems quite strong. And I'm trying to figure out how to play without a shield. Not going great. <laughs> <laughs> I usually but play that game there. shirtless, strength all the way oh. up, and oh then uh, two-handed weapon, but also with like the biggest shield possible. Mm. <laughs> nice. So I don't yeah. fat there... roll, but like <laughs> you know, I have a lot of protection. Yeah. Is there like a second level of rolling? Because I know if you stay below seventy percent, you have like the decent roll. Is there a better one than that? There's a fast roll. There's a fast roll. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's one though where so it was different in older Dark Souls games. That's kind of a tangent. But in DS3, as long as you're not fat rolling, you have the same number of iframes. It's just about how far you roll, I believe, between fast roll and mid roll. So it's like, in that one, you're pretty heavily incentivized to stay mid. As long as you're not fat rolling, it's pretty good. Now you gotta go that shirtless Dex S-Stock, and you just, you just like stun lock them. You (laughs) You just like poise break them every hit. I can never yeah, touch it. I've been reading a lot of wikis about all the different types of stats and stuff, and I'm, it's just overwhelming at some point. It's a lot. I wrote, yeah, it's a, I read lot. a 
huge page about poise today, and I, I didn't comprehend most of it. <laughs> yeah, and there's fair. like different things that mean different types of poise, and there's like active poise, and I'm like, I you know, I'm just it, gonna hit people with a big hammer. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it doesn't really matter for PVE stuff. No, I just just get a big club and hit them with it, and then I'll probably stun them. It's fine. I I will say I'm constantly at like sixty nine point eight percent like yeah. encumbered. That's how you do it. <laughs> and I keep on having to like downgrade pieces of my armor a little bit to like stay just under that. So yeah. now my my the legs struggle. are like, completely open, but I still have a ch nice chest piece. The struggle. It's real. It's real, boys. Or he's uh, gonna let slide. His legs are always open. He has a nice chest piece. <laughs> yep. No well, one wants to comment on he's it. He's talked about fine. enough okay. weird stuff during his yeah. segment. I thought we'd just. We'd skip just, over the most it's recent been a one. Weirdly sexual <laughs> segment. You I don't know what the center Tree is. balls, weird goop on the walls. Pretty much, mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to do something to prep for Elden Ring, so mm -hmm. that's that's what I've been doing. Nice, nice. Owen, on to you. What have you been playing lately? Okay, so I've uh, been playing some Back for Blood with the boys. Uh, we're doing really well on our nightmare run. Uh, be sure to watch that on the weekends when we stream it. We're what does Sometimes. really well on your nightmare run mean? Equate to because we're through Act One, we're yeah, oh, oh we're oh. working on Act Two. Uh oh oh. Uh, I would say that every time we do it, we have uh some level of progress. Sometimes mm -hmm. not a lot of progress, but still progress. Uh, and they updated that when you uh, fail runs, you get points now. So even when we fail, we're still winning because we're having oh. a good time together. Same. Oh, I, don't um, I like that. <laughs> You get points still when you fail? Yeah, presumably it's not much, that. but I didn't see how I, I imagine uh, it's not a big number. Yeah. Uh so that's kind of nice. Uh so we've been doing a little bit of that. Uh also been doing a uh Planet Zoo challenge here on this channel. Um so that's been a lot of fun. It's a it's a challenge that I made up for for Planet Zoo. Um Oh. That a couple people have been popping in on. It's it's a uh a, a non-profit run. So basically I have to, I have uh, no cost to enter into the zoo because it's a free zoo. Uh, and that all of the animals that I'm, uh, I, I can't sell any of my animals for money. I have to release them into the wild because the idea is you're running a nonprofit here. So your idea should be to rehabilitate the animals uh, and to, um, uh, educate all your guests. So I need to have a five-star rating on my guest education, which I'm working on, and I'm not there yet. Uh, I can't charge, like, any money for anything, really. So the only way that I should be taking in money is through the donation bins in the game and also by completing challenges because I'm viewing that if you complete a challenge, it's like you want a grant. So <laughs> that is like the government giving you money to continue running your nonprofit. So yeah, I just I made up this challenge as like a new way to play the game and to give me, um, you know, some parameters to kind of try to do a build a zoo in. Um, and it's been a lot of fun. It's definitely been a lot more creative. Uh, there are still some kinks in the challenge that I'm like working out and trying to figure out. Uh, but a couple people have been like kind of stopping by from the Planet Zoo community and just be like, oh, hey, we didn't know like there was like challenges that people made up for this. And this is kind of cool. So uh, oh, that's, that's been that's been a nice thing. And I, at some point, once I actually have it like a little more nailed down i'll probably write everything up somewhere and we'll post it so that way it should be like if you would like to do this here read nice. all of these things sick uh, cool. people would do 
Yeah, it, it, it gives it a nice breath of air because uh, even when you're playing the quote unquote challenge mode in that game, at some point you just have so much money that it means nothing to you. Mm. And and I that's the problem that I've had. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, it really sucks once you get like this large zoo, because all I do is just like wait two seconds and then I've just got like a million dollars and I can go build, you know, anything to my heart's content, which is nice and it's creative, but like it's not challenging. Um, so this was supposed to do some of that. And uh, of course, the the big thing that I've been playing for the past two weeks is this Pokemon Legends Arceus game that came mm-hmm. out on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Playing it on the Switch. Never heard of it. Unlike, you know, some people, Alex. <laughs> I have not touched a second of that game, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um... <laughs> it's... Are you calling out people who play it on the emulator? Uh, Yeah. <laughs> Because we talked about it on the last podcast. I don't, I don't think Alex <laughs> downloaded it on the I don't internet. think he did either, but he did bring it up. Um, <laughs> it's a Pokemon game. It's fun. I it, like I, I it is not something that is groundbreakingly different that oh my god everyone needs to go play it even if you're not a Pokemon fan but if you liked playing the other Pokemon games I would be like yeah you should probably pick this up because it is different. It, they did do something different with it, which for those that don't know, you're kind of in this open world exploration uh, and you're like throwing Pokeballs at wild Pokemon that are appearing out in the wild. You're not like running through tall grass to like find the Pokemon or whatever. And then they battle you and you weaken them like you normally do in the traditional games. This is like, oh, hey, there's one here. Throw a Pokeball at it. Walk away. There is no mm. battle that you do. You can battle them. There are some uh, Pokemon that are like aggressive, and once they see you, they'll try to fight you. So your options are: you have to either be real fucking sneaky, hiding in the tall grass, and like lure them over to the tall grass so they're in range, and then hit them with the Pokeball, uh, or you would have to battle them. And the battle system is a lot quicker because the emphasis of this game isn't on uh, the battling part of it the emphasis is supposed to be on this kind of like explore gather resources you use the resources to make items and potions and balls and then you use them on the the pokemon and you know people give you quests that they're like oh hey you know i've never seen a ghastly before can you catch me a ghastly and then you go catch a ghastly and you go back to them and you bring it back to like this is what a ghastly is um so I think that's really neat, and I think that's like a neat concept for them to play with, and I'm really glad that they have that. I think the one thing that I don't like about the game, it feels, and I feel like they're drawing this part from like Pokemon Go, is that you have tasks uh, for every Pokemon. So when you find a Pokemon, your research level is at zero with them, and so you have to do a bunch of these different tasks to get to a research level of 10. And it's it's just really kind of monotonous things of being like, feed the cherub five times or catch ten drowsy or like things like that. And I'm just kind of like, this feels like Pokemon Go, which is fun in Pokemon Go. But when I'm sitting down, this is really lame when I'm just like (laughs) sitting in the tall grass trying to catch like 15 of the same Pokemon over and over again. Like, I'm not enjoying that aspect of it. Um, Is it just filler? Like, what mechanically is the point of... So, the point of doing that, from my knowledge, is that um, 
the higher your research level goes up, you get stars. And then once you get to level 10, I think that you unlock a bunch of stuff. So I think there's like a goal there. The other thing mm. that is that there's also um there is also the increased chance of shinies. So once you get to level 10 on that Pokemon, you've got an increased chance of seeing a shiny version of it. And then once you do something else in the game that I haven't gotten to yet, it cuts it down even more. And then you basically go to these things that are called mass outbreaks that like happen randomly throughout the map. And so when one of those happens, you just like run over to this area of the map and there's just like 50 chances and you just start chucking Pokeballs to your heart's desire and hope that a shiny one pops. Mm -hmm. um, which is, I mean, I like the mass outbreaks. I think that's really interesting. Um, just because, like I said, you know, when you're doing the ones that are like, oh, hey, I have to catch 10 of these fuckers. Ugh, this is a pain. It's very nice to have a mass outbreak to tell you like, oh, hey, you know, here's a bunch of them. Go over there and you can catch 10 of them within like two seconds. So that's kind of nice. Um, there's also another mechanic that they built in, which are these like, uh, warp areas. And so basically you like walk into them and then a bunch of really strong or rare Pokemon show up there. So you just, again, it's like, it's like a mass outbreak, but a lot more aggressive. A lot of those Pokemon are more trying to fight you than the mass outbreak ones that just kind of pop up and they're just like, Hey, there's like 30 of us. And you're like, cool. Thanks. Um, are there yeah. still like gyms to battle or is that uh, like not even in there so there are a there is like a, a kind of team rocket group to fight there are people that will do kind of trainer battles with you uh but it's rare i think that i've only done like 10 of them so far in my run wow. through of it um yeah it's there's not a lot of trainers to fight uh it's there is really sorry continue i was gonna say there is like a section in town that you can go to to like fight trainers like if you wanted to just like sit there and just like use your pokemon's moves because that's like another one of the research tasks is like oh you know use this specific move 10 times or use it in agile style or strong style which is like a battle mechanic they added which i really like that um basically that makes the move faster and weaker or slower and stronger which then affects your turn order and then like how many times you get to do it a plus on that. That was really well done. Uh, but yeah, there's not a lot of battling unless you choose to battle. Uh, and then there's also in the world of things, there are uh, these things called alpha Pokemon. And alpha Pokemon are basically just very strong, very high level versions of the Pokemon that you normally see. And they're always pissed off and angry and trying to fight you every chance that you get. Um, so that's where a lot of my battling at least has come in of just kind of like turning a corner and then there's like an alpha, um, Rapidash and I'm just like, oh fuck, it's big and it's pissed. And so I either have to run or fight it. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's definitely very interesting. And for people that are fans of the franchise, I would be like, yo, pick this up. It's very different. It's not like the other games that you've played. And so I would recommend it to that, but it's not like such a good thing that I would recommend to other people that haven't played Pokemon games to be like, ah, oh, yeah, no, this is what's going to get you into Pokemon. I was like, if you're not into Pokemon yet, I don't think this is going to do it for you. I don't think this is going to be the thing that brings new people in or convinces people that, you know, it's, it's really good. I think this is just kind of like a very 
unique and interesting play realm of like they tried out a bunch of different shit to see what worked and i feel like most of it did uh there's even kind of a a souls like quality uh in that instead of gyms you have um these kind of bosses that you personally have to uh battle and so basically you like you have these tiny little things that are called bombs b a l m s not like just explosives. like you put on your lips like yeah, uh, you know like... yeah <laughs> exactly and like so, literally yeah it's like yeah because well, you're not blowing up the pokemon you're calming it exactly it is and a balm just... for the pokemon you get, you get your little chapstick and you like you put the so... balm on it you just rub chapstick on the pokemon yeah for sure. so basically the pokemon right. is upset and you gotta throw your chapstick at said Pokemon, and there's like dodging mechanics that you have to do, and you got to roll around while you know, like wait for an opening to throw the uh, the chapstick. Um, so there is kind of like a Souls like quality to it, which is, I mean, again, interesting mechanic for a Pokemon game. Not a lot of that there, so I was like, okay, right. this is kind of neat. Right. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so I played this as well, and I personally haven't been into a Pokemon game since like Leaf Green and Fire Red. I don't know what generation that is, like how far away, like that, like what year that came out. Yeah, you're a little um, back. I, I've picked up over the years Pokemon here and there, and like tried to play it, and I have never really enjoyed Pokemon anymore. And then this game came out, and this is where I think that kind of wrong on the whole. If you're not into Pokemon, you're not gonna like this, um, because I actually find this very enjoyable. Because I, I mean. If you want the gym battles and you want the, you know, trainer battles and all that, then like this isn't a game for you. But if you just want like laid back exploration with like discovery, like that's that's what this game is. Um, you're just kinda getting off of the competitive games for the night, Overwatch, Fortnite, Halo, whatever you're playing, and then you're just going and playing your Switch for a bit and finding, you know, the Pikachu's or Snorlaxes, you know, catching them or fighting them and then catching them or um there are those like Dark Souls moments. I honestly, if you guys want to hear, I think a really good take on this, you should look up Dunk View. Uh, Dunky's opinion on this game, I think, is one hundred percent accurate. Um, I I think he really like touches on everything in this game really well. Uh, even hits the point where at the beginning, there's like an hour long, it's probably not like an hour, but it's like an hour long um segment where it's like a bunch of boring text, and then once you get through that, finally the world opens up to you, and you're like, yes, I can play this game now. Um, but you still you get handheld through like a, a bunch of the early stages uh, and then, it, you know, the world opens up and then you start getting like mounts and stuff like that and like different Pokemon you can ride to do different things. And it's like it's it's really fascinating how they they took this game, like Pokemon Go tasks and stuff and put it into this. Um, I haven't really felt that's that's grindy. Um, I've just kind of battled to level. I've just been leveling up my Pokemon, basically. And so, you know, any any battles I get into um, anytime. The only thing I I do find grindy is that uh, before I go back to the professor, I will get thirty Pokemon because that's about the cap at which you get your experience there. Um, and so I don't go over thirty. I just hit thirty. Once I hit thirty, it doesn't matter what Pokemon they are. Then I turn in my stuff and and get my uh, stars and stuff like that. Um, and I, the ta- the tasks are just kind of tertiary to the rest of the stuff. You don't really have to focus on them at all. Um, you'll get your stars. I'm like fourth or fifth star. I forget Kate's probably like six by now, and she's caught like five hundred. Dang, that is so. What's like, like if I wanted to beat the game, right? Yeah, is leveling my Pokemon gonna help, or do I want to be catching Pokemon? Or 
it's very unique because um usually in pokemons from what i understand you level your pokemon in order to get more powerful pokemon but you can actually catch more powerful pokemon in this game you, like my pokemon are level 40 something and i was uh able to catch a 55 mm-hmm. wow. randomly um i i think the end game is uh at the very beginning of the story you you fall out of a time portal that's mm. like how they start the game off and the professor guy. finds you and he's like holy crap mm. you fell out of that time gate like what the heck you're on the speech now do you want a pokemon that's basically how the game starts <laughs> um bless. and then like throughout the game you're you're uh quelling the fury of different uh legendary pokemon um and then I don't know the ending of the game, so I'd, I'm guessing it's, it, it goes towards finding out why you came through the portal. And so, yeah. that's... so because I'm I'm level ten and pretty much almost, or yeah, I'm research level ten at this point for or ten stars and right. almost done it. Uh, finished playing the main campaign, and yeah, basically, uh, you know, you can train your Pokemon up. There are some like checks of just being like you have to beat this trainer to continue on to the storyline mm, okay. and so like you will need to have a team of pokemon to be able to beat them um and you can do that by actually using them uh the other nice thing is that if you catch 500 bidoofs and you release 400 of them they give you a bunch of things to boost the stats of those poke of you know of any pokemon that you give uh, the grit, as it's called, too, um, it, which is kind of nice because then even though you may not have a, it doesn't increase your, you know, Machamp from 40 to 41, it does allow you to be able to, like, be like, oh, hey, now their speed is better, their strength is better, their health pool's bigger, uh, you know, stuff like that. Uh, those stats that you normally see in Pokemon, you can, like, amp that up and make them better in that way, at least. Um, I think the only thing that I, I has really upset me uh, is the fact that when you do get to those those like trainer battles and you are fighting those trainers, um, it's always like after I've been exploring, so I don't have right? like, like everybody's like on their last fucking legs right? somehow, and then they're just like, "I'm gonna battle you," and you're like, "Jesus, please no, I'm weak. I no one can fight you." And then I get my ass handed to me, of course, and then instantly after I'm done getting my ass handed to me, instead of like throwing me back somewhere like other games would, it just starts me at the like in that same conversation with fully hailed Pokemon. <laughs> and I'm just like, game, If why don't you just do this at the start? Which they do. When you first start out the game, every time someone's about to fight you, they just go, here, let me heal your Pokemon up first so we can have, like, a fair battle. And, like, you kind of scoff at that. But then at the end, I was just like, where did this go? Why, why are... Because, obviously, it's still there if I die and then, in like, immediately nothing has changed. I just have all of my he- my Pokemon now at full health and I'm still in front of that same trainer. Like, I don't lose anything for that. So, I was like, there's no reason not to just, like, walk up, get my ass handed to me. All right, cool, everyone's back, and then just do it again. So, I was like, this just seems weird. Can't you just heal them from the start so we could have a fair fight? I don't know. It's odd. It's weird. I don't like it. It's weird that they changed that at one point. Yeah. I've started just fast traveling back to camps and like healing before I progress story. So like I'll explore once I'm done exploring, I'm like, all right, let me fast travel back to this camp. Let me get on my, um, my mount. Let me sprint across the map and then talk to that person. And then it's like, all right, I'm in a battle now. 
I just um, always find somebody to fight or like some yeah. Pokemon ready to just be like, no, like, you know, I'm an alpha and you're like, fuck, okay. Like, I always have somebody that's weak by the time I get to that point and then I'm sad and I was like, ugh. I think the difficulty level, if you're trying to look for something that's like old Pokemon games, this this one is not it. This one is very easy from what I've played so far. Yeah, it, it's definitely built to be that exploration. They it, Like, even in the battle system, you only ever use one or two moves before the battles are decided. Like, yeah, I mean, they, you're, you're not having long battles. To be fair, they haven't really made, like, a difficult Pokemon game in ages. Like, the first one's the only one that I would call, like, difficult. Beyond that, they've all been pretty freaking easy. Getting easier, I think, as you get further along. So I'm not, I'm not surprised by that. Um, I guess I... It's interesting. It sounds really interesting. I don't know if it's for me, but it does sound really interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, I... Knowing you... I think that you would have fun at least checking it out. I think like if I if I handed this to you for for like over a weekend, you would have a good time playing it for the weekend being like, "Oh, this is some neat stuff. Like these are some cool mechanics." Whether that sticks with you and you continue playing it, I don't know. Yeah. I think if Nintendo yeah. ever breaks their law of never putting anything on uh sale and, you know, this this goes <laughs> yeah. on sale then maybe pick it up for 30 it might be worth it, but like yeah. 60 is kind of a steep price for this game. I mean, I've got a lot of hours out of it. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Sure. I've, I've played tons of hours because I think I've got 130 Pokemon above the research level 10 point, And there's 220 some in the game. I also so. enjoy uh, putting my body pillow on top of me, putting the screen on my chest, and then just having my arms at my side while I lay in bed playing it. Just, you know, fall asleep that way. There you go. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, it works. It works. Whatever, whatever, whatever lulls you to sleep. That's that's what matters. You got to get a good quality sleep at night. So, whatever, whatever gets you there. The switch. Uh, you can just lay there and sleep. Let's uh, let's move. I, as much as I would love to continue talk to talk about two more hours about this, <laughs> I feel like this is a good good topic. Uh, let's move on. Caleb, what have you been playing lately? Uh, I haven't been playing a lot new. I've been playing a bunch more of Warm Snow. I've almost hundred percent of that game. Getting pretty close. I've been playing more Nobody Saves the World with Alex, more Back for Blood, etc. The one kind of new game I've been playing, well, one of the two, I guess, is a, a little game called Heck Deck. Is that actually what it's called, or are you that's, censoring yourself? Is that's actually called, like, the name. It is called Heck Deck. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> it is called Heck Deck. Uh, it is a bullet hell card game. <laughs> Why do you yeah. always find some genre of yeah, game? Yeah, yeah. And combine you, it with cards. Why do you do this? I don't know. You play Is this it a roguelike little... too? <laughs> no, I wouldn't call it a roguelike, I don't think. You don't it doesn't think? Meet his, it doesn't meet his classification uh, maybe, level of roguelike. Maybe you could call it a roguelike. I mean, you die and you have to start all the way over at the beginning, so maybe. <laughs> Seems um, roguelike-y. Sounds maybe. roguelike-y. But uh, it's this little bullet hell. Like I said, we play this little ghost guy and you're flying around. But the... The enemies and the bullets only move when you do. So time kind of pauses when you stop mm -hmm. and you can decide where you're going. Yeah. And you have to play cards to use weapons on enemies. And the way you get cards is by running into them because the cards are the bullets. So you have to play this game where you sacrifice health to get powerful cards and uh -huh. you pick up health cards, which health cards are free to pick up and play. I should hope. And you got to kind of play this game of 
keeping your health low and then building it back up while you're fighting off all of these different enemies. And you got to like pick and choose which cards you're picking up because some of them are not great, but still cost health. That's actually oh, pretty like, interesting. It's a really cool concept. Roguelike deck builder, bullet hell, super hot like. <laughs> There's no deck builder. You, <laughs> you play the cards once and they're done. You don't build a deck. So it's so. essentially like a, it, it, the cards is, represent just an upgrade to your current it's loadout. just like it's it, like a move. It's not really an upgrade, move. right? Yeah, because you burn it. Mm-hmm. You burn the oh, card. Oh, it's got it. Got move. it. And then there's a every card has uh, a health cost associated to pick it up, and a timer that after you use that card, how long you have to move around before you can use another card. Interesting. So there's plenty of dodging to be done, but I the health cards being free pickup is a really interesting mechanic because then some of the cards that they shoot out. Are, they don't hurt you, but they take up your hand size. Sure. So it's, it's also a weird kind of game you got to play with the health cards where you don't necessarily want to pick them up, but they allow you to get through a large area full of bullets and whatnot. That seems cool. Yeah. And then in Does between it? each of the stages, there's a, a shop where you can pay health to buy cards or sell cards for health. Does it get annoying having to constantly pause to play cards? That, that would, that's like my main concern. I don't think so. No? Okay. No. I think uh, the starting and stopping is, it flows really nicely. Mm. Okay. Oh, that's on mobile. Oh, is it? Nice. Good old I bet it would work deck. well. On that. I mean, I it look, does I look. I looked at the, yeah, the video. Like and I was like, this looks like a mobile also. game. It does look a little bit like a mobile game. It's very, whatever you call that aspect ratio. But, Vertical? Well, portrait, they built well for it. Yeah, portrait, I guess. Four three. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. having fun with it. I haven't beaten it yet. I've gotten to stage <laughs> four. I haven't beaten stage four yet. I think there's five. Cool. It's been fun. Okay. Uh, Jake, let's move on to you. What have you been playing? Oh me. Okay. Uh, well, I revisited a game from last year, two years ago. Two years, whenever it came out, Red Dead Redemption Two. Uh, I went back. I got it on PC, and I finished it. Uh, finished I, it. I finished wow. it. Wow. Yeah, I actually I ended up really really liking it. Um, yeah, we dunked on this game when it came out, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really slow stuff. It's very self indulgent with its animations. Uh, but I I think it's I think it's worth playing. I would encourage you guys to give it another shot. Uh, I think it's really helpful knowing that it's going to be self indulgent and kind of slow. Uh, not going in thinking like, all right, let's go. Let's go like rob some trains and shoot some guys. It's like, no, nah, you're probably just going to like chill with some guys in camp for a little bit. Like, that's just going to be a thing. Mm. Uh, so kind of approaching it kind of for me, once it clicked that it's more of like a sim almost like it's more of a game about like going around and hunting and cooking and kind of exploring the world rather than like a crazy shoot 'em up cowboy game. Uh, I think that really helped me enjoy it. It also helped knowing that a lot of the really tedious stuff, like looting bodies, anytime you want to pick up stuff from a body that's not ammo, you got to hold a button, and then you crouch down, you pat their pockets, grab something, put it in your pocket, and then you see, oh, I got four more bullets. Awesome. <laughs> well, guess what? Just don't do that. This game is super duper easy. Like, fuck that. Just run around, pick up all the bullets, you don't have to deal with it. There's another mechanic where you can, like, make, you can craft your bullets into split bullets which are like a little bit better and you do them one by one at a campfire. And guess what? Never do that. <laughs> Regular bullets still kill people. Like just fuck those bullets. They're dumb. I don't know why they're in there. Just use the normal ones that they give you. It's fine. 
Do you so think like, it's, is it just built that way so that people who really want to have that experience of doing like one task, just sitting there for a long period of time doing one task and just enjoy that like aspect of the game? I think so to me, I think the idea is that like there's a tough fight coming up. I need to like build my arsenal. I need to be ready. So I'm going to sit here and I'm going to craft like 50 of these stupid fucking bullets. That way I'm like <laughs> ready. But again, like the game's not really hard. You got right. auto aim and you can just flick to someone's head in like a second with like, you know, probably like 70% of the time, just muscle memory, just pop them immediately higher if you're using a keyboard and mouse. Uh, but yeah, I just, I didn't bother with it. Like I only switched to like my specialty ammunition. Like there's like high velocity rounds and like express rounds. And I only switched to those cause I realized I've had 200 of them like the last, you know, 10 hours of the game. So I was like, well, I guess I should use these since, you know, oh, the well. game's almost over. Um, but yeah, the story, the story actually is really good. I ended up really, really liking it. It does something really interesting. I'm not going to spoil anything. Uh, even though this game's old and people probably already know. Uh, but there, there's like a really, it's a really small moment fairly early in the game, maybe the end of like chapter two or three, that ends up having like huge ramifications, which I thought was really, really cool. It kind of threw me because I, I didn't play the game kind of all in one sitting. I like played it, took a break for a few months, picked it back up. So like when that thing came back up again, I was like, what the fuck are we talking about? Like who... What event happened that everyone is talking about? And so I like Googled it and I was like, oh yeah, that was in like January. <laughs> like last January, like 2021 January, right? Uh, so, you know, I, I thought the story was really cool. The characters are well written. Uh, it's It was really enjoyable. I would, like I said, I would recommend uh, checking it out again if you still own it from last time. Uh, How one last thing about you to beat it. it. Oh man, let's look at Steam. <laughs> Let's look at Steam. Uh, so this is nice because it won't count my original attempt. I have 75 and a half hours. Eesh. That was I did a lot of side stuff. I didn't I didn't really mainline it. But yeah, it's also worth noting you you think you finished the game and it comes up and it says epilogue and you go great. I'm like done. You are a clown. You have like six more hours of just doing story missions. Yeah, six the epilogue, hours of epilogue. The epilogue is huge. It is preposterous. <laughs> it is because it comes up and it's like epilogue, and I'm like, great, we're almost done. Then it says part one, and I'm like, hmm, hmm what do you mean part one? Yep, it's an epilogue. We should be like, so like a, wrapping up. Like it's right. starting to get late. You might want to go to bed soon, but then it says epilogues. So you're like, oh, I can just finish it. Do not do that. It's, <laughs> it's so long. I I'm I'm curious about your you know your take that that the story was well written because I felt it was just such a fucking stupid thing that every time something would happen and you're like okay cool I got us like a bunch of money or something and then you're like what Dutch was always just like all right Morgan I got one more job and you're like dude you said that seven jobs ago it like is, we're fine we have enough money you're an asshole it is an incredibly slow boil the first several chapters do feel very much like okay we go to a place we do some stuff Dutch says he has a big job. It doesn't really go well, and then you gotta move. It happens probably like three chapters in a row. But okay, I think it does a very good job of setting the basically setting the scene, laying the groundwork, so that way when 
the story kind of picks up and the status quo starts changing. It's not just like the game's like, Arthur really likes Dutch, but things haven't been going so well. It's like, you know, because you've been there, you get to experience like the whole crew coming together. Like there, there's a part pretty early on in chapter one where you like go back to camp after a big job and everyone's like celebrating. It's like a big party. They're singing and it really throws into contrast like later when things are kind of going to shit and everyone's like everyone's just angry and quiet and drunk. And it's just like, wow, like you, you feel it, you know? Okay, maybe I'm just missing part of that then, because I'm 35 hours into this game solely... Well, you're not even halfway! Solely <laughs> running through the campaign, though. I'm not doing all of the, the side stuff. I'm, like, really not focusing on the campaign. Way. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if that's... I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to dictate how to enjoy the game, but taking it slow... Enjoying yeah. the world, I, I I ended up really really enjoying. I definitely agree with you on that part. I think that the world is very pretty. It's fun to get lost in and just like go hunting or something. Like you know, take some time and just it's it's a very slow burn. You're right. I just I had a lot of problems in that story. Just and I stopped playing because of the fact that I was just like I just want to shoot Dutch. And for the past ten hours, I've wanted to shoot Dutch, and I do not understand how Arthur Morgan has not even thought about shooting fucking Dutch. <laughs> oh, so I I don't know if you played Red Dead Redemption One, but uh, things don't go great for Dutch. Super good. Yeah. Um, the, so Jake, in your opinion, the tedium and like the slow drawn out pace of the story and everything actually like makes it better in the end do you think i i would say yes i'm not gonna sit here and say that yes it's absolutely worth it and you should slog through it it's definitely like like even for me right going in and enjoying it again there were like there's a reason i took like a several month break from it because it reached a point where i was like yeah. okay i like i'm tired of this i'm gonna switch to like you know something more action-packed yeah. you know something that i can just kind of pick up and play and it's like instantly gratifying um, it's definitely something I felt like I had to be in the mood for, like, just being like, oh, yeah, no, me and Arthur, we're just going to go, we're going to do some hunting, maybe I'll find, like, a legendary animal, maybe we'll go rob a bank, yeah, no, it'll be, it'll be, like, a chill time. But I do think, in the end, it gives the game, it feels, it gives it a real sense of, like, like, you've lived this life, and, like, you know the crew. Like, when something happens and a crew member gets, like, hurt, you're not like, oh, who was that? You're like, oh, my god, like, I was just hanging out with that guy, like, three missions ago. Like it's, it, I think it does a good job of setting that kind of stuff up. This is going to be a weird tangent, but I have a question for you, Jake. Because okay. uh, you're saying that like there's like a slow boil of the story and that you thought that was good and you liked that. Uh, mm -hmm. And I'm wondering, uh, because have you watched and do you like either uh, The Witch or The Green Knight? I have not watched either of them. Damn. Okay. So that's not a great... Because they are, they are movies that are slow boil movies that people like it's critically acclaimed. They're, you know, people say that they're good and I fucking cannot stand them. So I'm wondering if this is like of mm. that same nature. I mean, it, it could just, I mean, yeah, uh, there's a movie, uh, the black coats daughter, I think it was called. Uh, I don't know if it's similar to those, obviously, cause I've not seen them, but it is another one where for like the first F maybe it's not super clear what's going on. It's like, is this a horror movie? Is this more of like a teen drama thing? But then at the end, it kind of all comes together. And I did end up really liking it. Mm, um, okay. I, I think it's one where like, you know, you kind of, it's hard to say, you know, because sometimes it, sometimes it pays off for you and you're like, yeah, it was definitely worth it. But other times it's like, well, 
the ending didn't work for me. So like, I didn't, you know, it felt like it feels like it just wasted my time. Yeah. Uh, so all I can really say is yeah. for me, it ended up working in Red Dead 2. Yeah, because seen... that was my 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 thought was just kind of like maybe that's just a thing because I know that I don't like slow burns in movies and maybe sure. that also applies to video games of I it does not work in the same way for me as you, but I'm glad that it works for you. I've I've seen both The Witch and The Green Knight and I hated The Witch and I thought The Green Knight was really good, so I don't know where I'm at. I also tried to play Red Dead when it first came out and stopped playing it, so I don't I yeah, I mean, we, I, I think stuff. we all did when it first came out. Like, yeah. I definitely dropped it very early. Is it good enough that, like, you wish it had made your list that year? Game of the Year list that year? Uh, I don't, it was on I don't list, know I what list it came out. Oh, it was on my list. It was last yeah, it on was? my list because nothing okay. else good came out that year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay. It, hmm. is, it, is it good enough that you're intrigued about trying to do Red Dead Online? Absolutely not. Okay. Zero point <laughs> zero. There you go. Cool. Uh, what else are we playing? Yeah, I know. That was just the first one. This <laughs> next, these next two should be fast, though. I played Axiom Verge. That's another old game. It's a Metroidvania. Emphasis on Metroid. Uh, mm. It was it was pretty good. It's not my favorite Metroidvania. Um, it The combat feels a lot more like find the exploit a little bit. Like, find the gun that's going to let me kill that guy without him knowing where I am. Uh, which, you know, it, it's like a kind of like a tactical thing of like switching through this arsenal, trying to like figure out what you want to use. Uh, but to me, the real highlight of this game was the soundtrack, which is pretty good. And the aesthetic, it goes for like a retro kind of like pixely thing. And uh, one of the cooler things it does is there's like this like corruption that's like taking over the world, but it's like stylized to look like old school, like graphical glitches. Uh, so it leans pretty heavily into like the nostalgia factor of that. Uh, and I thought that was really, really cool. How's the level design in that game? Uh, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. I mean, it's, it's no, it's no Hollow Knight or anything. Uh, is... I wouldn't say. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, right. Like nothing, nothing is. Uh, I would. It's not like a must-play Metroidvania. I would say, but if you're jonesing for more Metroidvania, it is a pretty decent one. Okay. Uh, and then the last thing I played is Crash Bandicoot Four. It's about time. And this game fucking slaps. It's so good. It's so good. I like just. A few months ago, finished the Crash Bandicoot trilogy for the first time, uh, and this is easily the best Crash Bandicoot game that's ever existed. <laughs> wow! Uh, I guess I, there's so many. I can't. I guess I can't really say that. I've only played the first three, but this one—it's so good. It's so so good. It's so fun. Uh, it's got such a tight design. Um, yeah, and I just—I really really loved it. It's got a lot of callbacks to like older stuff from the original trilogy, uh, but it doesn't—it doesn't feel like self-congratulatory. Like it's everything feels pretty naturally worked in the over. There's a, there's like an overarching story that's actually not half bad. Uh, the animation's really pretty. You unlock lots of fun skins as you play. The gems aren't just there for like 100% completion. Like if you get six gems in a level, you like unlock a new skin for Crash or Coco that you can wear in later levels. And they all look really good and they all are really fun. Um, so, yeah, no, really, really liked Crash 4. How many of the levels have you running towards your own? Oh uh, like... there are a few. There are a couple. <laughs> I don't know. You guys complain about this all the time. Those levels are so fucking easy. They're just so follow, it's, follow it's the not... Wampa fruit. That's it. It's over. It, it's not even that it's bad. It's just so weird. It's so different. It I is. I... I mean, yes, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Like you're you're you know, most games you're like you're enjoying the aspect of like what is to come in mm -hmm. the, the like the landscape of the of the game that you're playing and that you were enjoying none of that and you're only it's like 
a reflection on where you've been, but you don't really have time to think about it because you're also trying to be like, all right, uh, 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 which, sure. which way am I going to go? You also can't see where you've been because there's a giant boulder in the way. Yeah. Oh, that too. That too. <laughs> I think if I'm remembering right, the, the few times it happens, it's not like the whole level is running away. It's usually like you have a pretty long section of just like the platforming part and then mm. it ends with like a chase, uh. Uh, which I don't know if that helps or hurts. Uh, I mean, those sections never really bothered me, even in the old game. So sections are about building tension. Oh, my yeah, I, I mean, they, yeah, they never, they're fine. Just follow the one fruits, run, jump, whatever. It's hard to build tension in a chase scene when killing you just takes you back to the start of it. <laughs> That's I, true. It, it does nothing. I mean, yeah. Uh, shall we move on, Chad? Yes, let's do it. Chad, what are you playing? Roguelikes, I guess. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all video games just no. send you back to a checkpoint. It's fine. Yeah, because all on. video games have no tension if you respawn at a checkpoint. Yep. Forecast original quote. Write it down, everyone. <laughs> that was all me, by the way. I was throwing my voice. Yeah, I, it was <laughs> Sorry, honestly Chad. impressive. Honestly impressive. <laughs> That's good. It's good. Uh, but my segment should be super fast. I don't know so why. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about it very. Slowly. No, I'm kidding. So that's perfect, honestly, because I don't know why I'm rushing anybody. I don't know if anybody's looked. There's like two notes down past the what you've been playing. Lately. <laughs> there really so is. Like, Let's move <laughs> through this. Let's move through it to get to the good stuff, which is ending the podcast. I guess that makes me just sad. <laughs> Let's get to the good stuff. Let's Not do. close it down. This week, man. I do <laughs> like it when we end the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Best part of the podcast. Yeah. So everybody knows I've been playing Fortnite. It's not really news. Uh, they added a machine pistol to the already spray meta. Um, that's cool, I just, guess. Are they just going to fully lean into that, get rid of everything else, and just full spray meta, just, like, change all the weapons? The the meta balances between uh, builds matter and shotgun play and spray meta. So this is just the season of spray. Um, mm. FNCS is coming up, which is their uh, real competitive uh, kind of scene. Um, like, what the 14th i think is the uh or 17th is like the qualifiers and stuff like that so we might see a little shift uh in the meta maybe before that uh maybe they're just trying to like appease the casuals currently uh i mean it's fun enough with friends and if you don't actually get too competitive in that game then whatever yeah uh we're gonna talk about pokemon i've been playing that a little bit um and uh, oddly enough i played the last the actual last section the very last boss of Banjo-Kazooie because Caitlin was playing it and she's like, I can't beat this. I'm like, give it to me. I got this one shot. <laughs> Let me tell you what, did not one shot that. The controls are so janky. I didn't know how to play that game. Uh, there were se- there were parts where like, uh, at one, one point you go up into the air and I said, Kate, how do you dash? And she goes, use left stick to <laughs> blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, how do you dash? And she goes, and then you got to have feathers. You need feathers. And I'm like, Kate, how do you dash? And she goes, oh, this button. I'm like, thank you. I didn't know. What, I didn't know what you were asking. We're great at communicating. <laughs> so that's that's that. That's what I've been playing. Cool. Uh, I'll go last. Uh, I haven't been playing a ton, uh, but I did play a little extraction, uh, Rainbow Six extraction with uh, Caleb and Alex, uh, previously named uh, what Quarantine, hmm. uh, but name changed. I don't know why. I mean, it's not like anything's going on. <laughs> uh, they would have changed that name. Um. I would say from my perspective, I'm a big Siege fan. I really like uh, Time to Kill in that game. I think it's really complicated and hard, and I die a lot when I play Siege. Uh, In fact, hardly ever win, but somehow it's enjoyable enough that I keep playing. 
this just takes all of the complexity of playing against people who are really good and just puts you against its PvE. Uh, and you're playing a tactical shooter, multiplayer shooter in a enclosed map. Um, it's way too easy at the lower difficulty levels. In fact, I was pretty bored when we first started playing. Uh, I didn't really feel like there was any challenge at all, but I think now that we've reached uh, the second level and uh, the second tier of difficulty, it started to amp it up a little bit, add some new enemies in there. Alex constantly is alerting things, kind of like he does no. in Back for uh, Blood. So, <laughs> um, no. The game's cool. I think uh, the the change of objectives from between the three sections uh, for each level and the randomization of that is kind of fun. Plus, it has that... Um, what do they call that? It's not an evolution. What do they call that little like uh, change? Like the the they make one change to the boss or one change to the enemies. Mutation. Mutations. Thank you. Um, I think that's cool. It keeps the game a little fresh. Um, and as as it gets more complicated, I think that's going to add a lot and make it feel very CG mm -hmm. and not the letter C, the letter G, <laughs> like siege like like the game. So I like that game. You guys still having fun with it? You've played a lot more yeah. hours than me. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty fun still. All right. Yeah. Not just me. I mean, Take me good. and Caleb and Chad have 100% the first two areas at least, right? Yep. Yeah. So. And you haven't you haven't gone to the other the other two? Or... We haven't gone to the other two areas. We started but the we third. Did, right? We have done the third level of difficulty in the second area. Oh. That's right. And you guys have not done the fourth level yet, which mm -hmm, I'm sure that's mm -hmm. going to be nuts. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Having a good time our... with it. Like we but, we played like hours and hours just on the first three levels, and I didn't really, really get bored. Man, yeah, and we cranked Man. up the difficulty pretty fast beyond the first level of difficulty. As soon as we unlocked it, basically, we were doing all level two difficulty stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, they, I feel like they honestly just should have started with that difficulty and just ramped it up that way. But whatever, I mean, it's fine. It's it is what it is. It's a cool game. Um, if you like siege and you don't like getting absolutely decimated every time you launch the game, just go play extraction. You can still play with the characters, but uh, no one's killing you. It's fun. Unless your own teammates decide to leave the zone without you. Then, well, then, then you're dead. That, yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that could happen. That could happen. Does just that pay attention, I guess. Too? <laughs> no. No. Oh, it was just me. Just In you. fact, Caleb brought up, because I had not played with the two of them before, but Caleb brought up, like, the first time we walked into one of the airlocks, he's like, wow, Alex was the first person to press the <laughs> airlock button? What's going on? It was weird. Yeah, I, I was playing... I guess it didn't matter what class because it was just the uh, the tactical uh, equipment is what I had, and it was the sensors, the do mm. the dome sensor things, and so I placed those like everywhere, and so I was like walking through and picking them up, and I noticed the timer, and I'm like, guys, I'm not making this, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not making it there. They're like, no, you better no, run. Don't me. They complain about me never hitting the button, and then Chad gets <laughs> left when I hit the button. So, well, is what it is. It's fun. It's what it is. School game. Uh, I've also been playing uh, or played uh, during the beta weekend. We played some Midnight Ghost Hunt. Uh, three of us did. Uh, another one tried to get in. Actually, two other people tried to get in to play that game, but I don't know if they were just full or distracted by server problems or what, but uh, if you registered, I feel like after Friday noon, uh, you did not get into that game. Um, Midnight Ghost Hunt is a four-player, it's a 4v4 game where you're playing as ghost hunters. It's honestly just Ghostbusters except you're just 
you look like normal people and you're fighting like literally spectral spirits, not things you can uh, see super easily. They're hiding inside of um, props. It's got a little prop hunt element to it. So you kind of, as a spirit, you go hide in a prop and then you can move around, jump from prop to prop. You gain abilities as ghosts. So you can do very specific things like throw props or um, cause explosions or create smoke clouds. And then on the other side, you have all of the Ghostbusters, essentially, and they're running around with different pieces of equipment. Some of them have um, like a literal spectral cannon so you can defeat ghosts. And then when the ghosts die, people will have vacuums to vacuum things up. Alex runs around with a grappling hook thing. Is it not a grappling hook? What is it? Grappling it actually, hook. Is it actually a grappling hook? Mm -hmm. Okay. It just doesn't... I only switch to the grappling hook when it's time for the ghost to chase no, you. No, the other yeah, thing. Yeah. Not the grappling hook. The thing that you hold oh. the ghost in place. What is that called? Oh... Harpoon. It was like the harpoon, yeah. Harpoon, thank you. It's a cool game. Um, it was fun. We played, I don't know, probably four or five hours of it. It was a lot of fun. It actually seems fairly polished already. I don't know when the release date is. At some point of this year. Um, but I think the one, and we kind of all talked about this after we got done playing, but I think the one aspect of that game is it's going to have a very quick learning curve for people who play it all the time, and then that's who you're going to get matched against, and you're just going to get absolutely decimated. Uh, I'm a little worried that I'll I'll lose interest rather quickly. Yeah, it could be a game that is fun the first couple of weeks, and then people are too good at it. Mm, probably so. I like the best example I, like I have the flow is there's of the match though. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. Um, I guess I didn't talk about that, but the flow of the match basically is you show up for some reason four minutes before midnight. I don't know why you're always showing up four minutes before midnight, but that's just the game mechanics. You show up four minutes before midnight. You have to find the ghosts in the props as the ghost as the Ghostbusters. As as the spectral spirits, you're just kind of running around trying to hide. When midnight hits, if you're if a ghost is still alive, all the other ghosts respawn and then they become super strong and can all of a sudden destroy all the Ghostbusters. And so you have to hide for four minutes as the person who's seeking until you can get extracted from the zone. And that's basically like the loop. It's always that. Why they don't show up at 11.30 p.m. to give them half an hour to find ghosts, I don't know. Or just like, you know, middle of the afternoon or something. <laughs> Are Any you sure it's not five minutes to midnight by boys like girls? Oh, shoot, it could be. If it's not, they missed out. They Dang. Good call. Good call. It's actually four minutes. That seems like such a weird time. I don't remember how I mean, many minutes it is exactly. Minutes. Is five it five? Minutes? Then it definitely is boys like girls. It's good. It's good on them. I'm proud of them. Glad Still they, a weird glad they decision on the ghost hunters to show up five minutes before it's, the ghost gets super strong. Yeah, Strange yeah. decision. Odd choice. Maybe they just want to make it a challenge, you know? <laughs> um, Put their lives on the line. The other thing I'll say is it also, they, they did a good job, I think, of introducing other ways for players to participate after they die. Mm. Um, specifically for the, for the ghosts. I mean, you kind of are just... You would expect if you die as a ghost or disappear as a ghost, you wouldn't have anything to do. But you can utilize some abilities, and you can run around, and you can still use map awareness to communicate to teammates where the ghost hunters are. So it gives you a little bit of usability, even though you're not actually playing as a ghost in the game. That's, I'm, I'm glad they included that. Otherwise, I feel like it'd get the classic uh, BR watching your teammates go yeah. play a game while you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs. All in all, cool game. I enjoyed it. I have no idea when it's coming out, but I'll probably pick it up play it for all of uh you know like a weekend and then by the next time i go to play it again people will be awesome with that game and i'll hate it i'm excited i'm excited guys very excited let's talk about some other games though more importantly uh one that multiple of us have played a lot of hours of because it just came out uh in the game section which is a dying light 2 
game is um it's the sequel to dying light one in case you missed that this is dying <laughs> oh. light two okay yeah that makes more sense than what yeah, I yeah, thought. yeah 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 stay okay. human Just stay human oh yeah sorry 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 i meant to meant to pull the name out there uh thoughts on the game so far this is solid like seven and a half out of ten yeah i give it a seven Oh, you did, so not seven and a half, just not seven? seven and a half, just seven. All right, just, just seven. seven. What just what seven. reduces the half for you? I mean, it's just a seven for me. I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Right. He right. can't do halves. I don't got to do a one out of ten scale. What makes you the seven point five, so I don't know what difference makes me the seven. Mm-hmm. You know, got it, got it. <laughs> I feel like we would have to talk for a very long time about this. Yeah, I think so. to, I think to so. find out what the point five is. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. kind of important. So seven point five, a seven, Alex. I'd probably go eight. An eight. Okay. We're all half a point away from one another. All right, all right Aaron. No pressure. I- I'm going to rate it out of four. I'm going to give it a three. So wow. I think. <laughs> so just the same wow. as Chad's rating. 7.5. That's right. That's right. Um, I think they have made some necessary adjustments to Dying Light 1. Very important. Um, I think they made some changes to nighttime, which are really cool in this game. Basically, you're wearing this little. If you've never played Dying Light, basically it's a zombie game. It's a zombie open world survival mm-hmm. zombie game where you're crafting weapons, running around, doing missions, and zombie for some parkour reason, game. Right, parkouring everywhere. I mean, in the first game, they literally introduce one line that tells you where you got parkouring from. This one, no idea. No one knows, but you can parkour. You're a pilgrim. You're, you're a pilgrim. Whatever the heck that means. Whatever like, that means. Played like t- 13 hours this game. I have no idea what a pilgrim is. They travel long distances. I know that. Um. But in this game, you have a little band, and the band, you're infected, of course, because that is literally the only way that they can progress the storyline in Dying Light games. So at the very beginning, you get bit by a zombie or infected in one way or another, and then all of a sudden, you're like, about to turn on occasion, and then you have this one mechanic in the game that prevents you from turning. In the first game, in the first game it's getting like this medicine that you take on occasion. In the second Antism. game, it's like, uh, yeah, Antizen. And in the second game, you're wearing this little band, and the whole point of the band is to tell you how long you'll have before you turn because apparently this virus is very precise and i mean (laughs) very precise five minutes exactly after you walk out of the sunlight or a uv lamp you will become a zombie it's bad yeah so i i think uh one of the things that both of these games need to just get rid of is the hour-long tutorial that you have to play through (laughs) getting the game before you can play co-op together Oh, I, feel so like, I feel like I could rate this game higher if that wasn't in there. That is really frustrating for this game. I do remember you saying specifically, I'm taking an entire point off of this game because of the duration <laughs> of the tutorial. Yeah, yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Like, what? It's 2022. We don't want to play through a tutorial for, for an hour so that we can play with our friends. We got this game that's labeled co op so that we can co op it. Yeah. Or make the tutorial co-op. That's fine too. Yeah. Why? Why does there have yeah. to be single-player tutorials? It does seem like, like if you're okay with undercutting the story later with co-op, yeah, just undercut it from the start with co-op, or design it in a way where it doesn't undercut it that much. Because it's not like they address that there's three other people with you later in the right. story. Yeah. Oh, you just fact, kind of like form into one person and then talk to somebody for a bit and then yeah. break into four people and run off into the city again. And, and 
it's not like it's balanced for multiple players. That game is meant <laughs> for a single player experience. It is it is wildly clear that it's meant for a single player experience, with the exception of like racing people in parkour things. You can basically do the entire game solo, and it would probably feel more like your decisions would feel like they have more impact. Fights would feel like complicated. They, they added a lot of complexity to the combat system with like parrying and like special moves you can do at certain times and timing things out. And all of it kind of gets thrown out the window when you have four people against one boss because you all surround him and beat the ever-loving crap out of him. <laughs> and he's I mean, just on just... the ground unable to do anything. And you're slamming Mouse One into his face. <laughs> you end up like chopping off three appendages in his head. It's just a corpse lying on the ground. The whole boss battle takes all of 30 seconds. <laughs> I mean, There was one boss that we did. We beat him so bad that he was animating to stand back up and he had like no head, no arm. He stood <laughs> back up looked at us and then like crumpled to the ground again because like we killed him so fast <laughs> the game didn't know what was, what was happening i don't i don't understand i mean like i get that they make the zombies like it's just like they're like meat shields at some point it was way worse in dying light one they mm -hmm. at least fixed a little bit of this but i don't think they took the time to say all right you're playing with four players let's just add more enemies into the fights that you have to deal with with like humans, not with zombies during the game, but when you're fighting other factions, just I don't know. This you're fighting to one guy. How about we make it one guy plus three other people that are also good at <laughs> yeah. combat who are fighting the four of you? Yeah, I no, I weird. do believe going from Dying Light One and seeing the we were on hard at first on Dying Light One and like we actually switched it to normal. Correct? Yes. Yeah, because it was so the, hard. The zombies took so many hits uh, in Dying Light One. Um, immediately the first thing I, th I saw when I started playing Dying Light 2, even on normal, they took an incredible amount of hits. Dying Light 2 launched, I got to my first fight, I killed a zombie with like three hits, and I was like, alright, even on hard, this game is already a thousand times easier. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do believe that the health pool does scale, because it, it, it did like take mm -hmm. three hits or so on single, like when, through the tutorial, but then like once we got into the open world together, uh, they are taking a little bit more hits. Um, yeah. If you guys separate across the, the town and you had start having your little fights uh, alone, then you can start doing what Alex is talking about, where you're like, you know, blocking an attack and striking and like, you know, jumping over people and drop kicking them and actually having that combat. Uh, but if you are together, yeah, you're definitely just slamming mouse one and just absolutely destroying uh, a lobby. Or you have somebody who went full ranged uh, with their DPS there and they just throw one spear and it just takes a guy out. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, they the did, parkour. Go ahead. I was gonna say they did remove guns, so there's that. As far as we know. Yeah, right. As far as we know. I mean, so far we haven't All even right. made it to the second zone, which is bigger than the first zone. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah, and we're in this game like 14 hours in now. I will. I will point this out. When the developers were originally talking about this game, they said 500 hours to complete yeah. it. And then they had to come back and be like, okay, all right, oh, all right, okay, it's not 500 hours. It's like closer to like 30 hours for the campaign maybe 25, 30 hours to the campaign. Mm -hmm. If you do everything in the game, explore every inch of the city, do all of the missions, everything, find all the collectibles, 500 hours. Sure. Okay. All right. Fine. A lot of content. I get it. So to, to touch on the, the tutorial and single playerizing that, they did that in Dying Light 1 as well. And what they did at the end of the game is they also took you out of co-op. Like, it was jarring. It was just like, by the way, you're going to play this by yourself. For the last for the last mission, yeah. So, uh, you actually play yeah. the last mission by yourself. You have quick time events, um, and the story completes basically without your teammates or your co op. 
wondering if they're going to do the same thing with this game because of the way they did the tutorial as a single player uh section so it's just setting it up to where it's the same yeah it's just writing the same you know laws down i mean it doesn't bode well they use a lot of the same uh basic story elements in this like the the one thing Alex was co- complaining about right when we got started with this game, mm. he's like, I really hope they don't have the whole thing where like your character all of a sudden starts getting turned by a zombie. And that's what allows the story to progress. <laughs> Literally the first <laughs> major section of the tutorial, it happens. Yep. It doesn't happen to you ever until it's a cutscene and it's important for you to be hindered by something. Yeah. Of course, of course, which is in, in no way affected by the amount of time you have been in the game world sure. in, in no way. Nights are really cool now, though. Like, yeah, you can you you're actually like we don't skip nights anymore. Like we, we would run back to sleep for nighttime a lot of times before because they're just so dangerous with roaming volatiles and stuff like that. Now volatiles are like contained within certain buildings and stuff like that. They're not just roaming everywhere. Um, and nighttime is cool because there's still like a sense of urgency because if you don't have UV light, then you'll turn after a certain amount of time. So you have to go do whatever you're doing and then get back to a safe area in the allotted time you have or else. There's a GTA police star system. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's also, yeah. There's like howlers that will start chases and you have to like parkour through the city to get to a safe location to get those off of your back. Uh, a lot of neat mechanics around the day night cycle. Like there's that. like quote unquote dungeons that you can go into at night that were super dangerous during the day that you can get some sick loot. Like, Special loot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like zombies don't like the dead, which brings me to I don't know why they didn't use vampires instead of zombies because mm-hmm. they do so much with like zombies hate light. They can't be in sunlight. They don't like UV. And I'm like, that's a vampire thing. That's not a zombie <laughs> thing. They want to be mindless doing? too, so they gotta go zombies. Well, what, I guess. Be, like mindless vampires though. <laughs> what were the Fire. things in I Am Legend? Just were they not weird. considered? Yeah, I think zombies? I Am Legend was was vampires. They were vampire. They were. Like some like sort of weird hybrid. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't think they were. They were, they were just, just kind of like creatures. Yeah. Cool That's what volatiles look like. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's similar. Also, uh, we we were talking a minute ago about this this whole story thing. When you start this game, there's like a there's like a I don't know four minute movie you watch at the very beginning. The premise is the first game <laughs> that whole virus thing. Yeah, we solved it. We created we created Cured a solution it. to it. We have, we have a vaccine, we've eradicated it from the world. And then somebody's like, yo, let me make this something cool out of this. And then they start a new virus, which is the way this whole game starts. is because there's another virus that has eradicated the world. Yeah. They just had to explain the differences between the viruses, how now you got to have the band on and six yeah, minutes I outside guess. of UV. Oh. I, I think it's so funny that there's it's a separate <laughs> virus. Yeah. That... Ridiculous. Not like the virus evolved, you know? No, no. It's so funny that it, yeah, because Haran's whole situation same, totally fine. Yeah, it still makes the exact same volatiles. Yep, weird. Yeah, yep. weird. I mean, plus some plus some new ones. But there still. are some there are some new mutations, but it's all the same ones also. Um, voice acting is also hilariously bad. Oh my gosh, it's so bad, <laughs> so terrible. Like the Except same person will be in accent for half a sentence and then lose it for the second half of the sentence. <laughs> but what is going on? Uh huh. It's uh-huh. very uh-huh. funny. I think it actually enhances the experience. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So during the dialogue sections, uh, you actually get choices. Um, So there's like three different choices. You can say like, I'm going to tell the truth. I'm not going to tell the truth. uh, Or just like, I don't know. Um, As a team, you get to click on those. But the people that are not hosting the game don't really 
get to progress it. Only the person who's hosting the game, aka Caleb, who's hosting the game, um, will get to progress those choices. Uh, supposedly, we, as the people who are in the game, don't see this. He has a timer. Yeah, some, of, some of them are timed, and they just don't tell the other people. They only tell the host. Yeah. Yeah, so we start discussing the situation and trying to decide what's going on. Caleb's like freaking out. He's got like four <laughs> seconds to make a decision. Yeah, there was one that was literally four, a four second timer. <laughs> uh, he gets to see like a little uh, you get um, A, B, C, or D is above your head, uh, and that gets listed next to the choice. So it's it's kind of like cool. So we, can give our, we can give our input, but if all three of us choose one thing and Caleb decides to go the opposite direction, it goes with what Caleb chooses. Yeah. <laughs> Game's like, nah, we're going with Caleb. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's good. Game knows what's up. I wonder yeah. if they're ever going to patch that to where we can actually see the timer. Because they've patched well, a few other things, like uh, not being able to use your mouse buttons, uh, mm-hmm. your side mouse buttons, or stuff like yep. that. Yep, yep. The other, the other uh, interesting thing about this game is uh, if you play multiplayer and then you go take that character and go try to play the game again, you literally start at the very beginning. I love when games do that. Yeah, yeah dude. <laughs> the approach. They might have Dying Light 1... Dying Light 1 had full cross-progression. Yeah. And then the second game came out, they're like, no, just the host. I'm like, why? But we tried it. It was too hard. We didn't want to do it again. (laughs) I thought I heard one of you guys talking about how they had mentioned something and they were trying to fix that or something. I mean, they just have mentioned that they've had multiplayer issues and that they've been trying to fix some of the multiplayer aspects. I don't know that that necessarily means they were going to do full cross-play integration. That's what you said. Okay. That I yeah. interpreted that as I think we were specifically, going I think specifically the PlayStation Five co-op wasn't working. Ah, uh, mm. yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're just going to yeah. join Caleb anyways. I mean, yeah, you guys aren't <laughs> going to play with another group, right? So. I, no. I can go is, through it, after feeling like a god, okay? Right, <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it it really solves the problem we all had with Dying Light One, which is why I have twenty nine hours in that game, and yet our campaign only took all of nine. <laughs> because we would start a mission, somebody would go play by themselves and get the grapple, and then it's like, well, I'm not playing with this person anymore. <laughs> and then we just never finished it. Now we've solved that problem by making only one player the host. I, think I guess the Bravo. Upgrade, the upgrade trees are like really good in that game. I think <laughs> everything that you unlock is actually like pretty significant, at least on a lot of the parkour stuff. Um, and the parkour in general feels really good, I think. It's a little floaty, but I think it works for what it's trying to do. Uh, especially that jump move. That jump move's crazy fun. Yeah, that jump move's a blast. It's like a layup jump. You kind of like get up on one leg and then jump off that one leg. So it's got like a little little lift before the jump. It feels very awkward when you first do it. There's a bunch of stuff where it's like, if you hop over a waist-high wall, you can just like fling yourself like like 30 feet in a direction just because you unlock stuff for like uh first of all you like always sprint in this game whereas in the first game you would get tired constantly all the time and have to walk for a bit and then you could sprint again now your default move speed is sprint there is a sprint you can unlock though it does use your stamina it's called running afterwards i'm pretty sure yeah it doesn't even speed you up that much it just like lets you do more advanced parkour stuff Like it lets you jump farther. It lets you have access to a couple of the other upgrades, like you can unlock jumping off of zombies really high during a dart, stuff like that. Wall running. Yeah, the wall running is not wall called wall is... running though. It's called tic tac. Oh, that's tic-tac. right, tic tacking. Because there is an upgrade called wall running, which is running vertically up the wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there's actually like uh, dive spots that you can dive off of and get. Uh, you land in hay. Uh, that's. 
That's Wait, wrong game. so there's um there's spots in this game where you can jump off buildings and uh, land in trash cans uh, because there's no broken glass, uh, I don't know metal, anything Rolls. in those trash cans. Cinder blocks, right? Nothing. Um, and you you know you find it's mostly mattresses. I actually put mattresses on top of it. They I find it. it's hilarious. Uh, so those will negate fall damage from any height. Also, mm-hmm. top of cars. Just yeah. the top yeah. of the cars. Which we didn't know about until like a loading screen tooltip at one point. It was like, you can jump on the top of cars and put, you're fine. You'd think it'd be like, like oh. you jump on a car once and you crunch it and now you sure. can't do that anymore. But no, no, you can just do it every time. Same car. No, man. Why not? Why not? I've actually seen a video of uh, a section that we haven't gotten to yet. There is a very tall building and I've a guy seen. gets on the top of that and he jumps off and lands on a car and lives. I'm like, you would be I mean, so dead. Yeah, the jump is like 10 seconds. Like, he yeah. falls for like 10 seconds, and he lands on a car roof, and he's like, alive. No big deal. Kind of like that time that Aaron and I jumped at a rope together, and Aaron missed the rope and dies. And then yeah. I hit the rope, got grabbed the stuff that I needed, because I was like, all right, I'll go after it. Like, I don't want to come back up here again, so I grabbed all the stuff I needed. Then I jumped towards the rope, and like it was not attaching me to the rope at all. And then like I got down to a section and like finally grabbed the rope. Then I jumped off of the rope because I'm like, whatever, let's just try it. And so I jumped yeah. off the rope and landed on the car and lived. I actually think I bounced off Aaron's head first before I landed on the car because like it, like in the video it like jitters to the car. Uh, and then I got him back up. <laughs> it was nice of you. Very nice. You know, of you. something that does add difficulty to this game is the down but not out state is like one second. It's like so really fast. short. Yeah. If if you go down, you're like, hey, can somebody get me up? Everybody's like, I'm like 50 feet away from you. No way I'm making it to you and <laughs> before you die. And it's true. You, you die so fast. Very difficult. There's guy, Very, very there's, difficult. I think there's a uh, on the tree that we're building towards on the survivor side. Once you get the water tower, I think there is a slower down, but not out state. Mm. I wonder how significantly slower it's going to be, or if it's going to be like, oh, you're 50 feet away, I, you can make it. Yeah, there's this other mechanic in the game where you have to decide how to divvy up the city between the two factions that are trying to run it, and it tells you like, if you give facilities to this side, you're going to get these types of upgrades, and if you give facilities to that side, you're going to get those types of upgrades. And we were all like, man, the survivors kind of suck. We hate like three of the characters and want them to die. We're not helping them. We're going with these hipsters. And then you get to that screen, and we're like, man. The Spires have so much better upgrades, though. <laughs> <laughs> they really did. Zip like, lines everywhere. Zip lining up zip lines. It's so parachute. Like, so pads, on their yeah. side so much more. So now we're, you know, giving everything to them instead, even though they have a couple of punk characters that we hate. The worst. Barney is the worst. Meanwhile, peacekeepers are like, kind of like, chill. They're kind of chill. Pastor's like, kids. You think they'd be like, bossy and militaristic but they're just like yeah i don't know i got a wife and kids we're trying to like keep the city secure yeah too and bad their upgrades suck meanwhile the survivors are like we should blow up the freaking yeah. windmill yeah, exactly. so they don't have power and we're like don't so do that guys zombies swarm them yeah it's it's way more violent than <laughs> is necessary like we're all humans trying to survive there is a deadly disease out here like you know whatever but what we'll go blow up your windmill so you can give us cool parkour stuff i guess yeah. <laughs> Instead of like dumb traps we'll never use. It is a cool game. I'm excited to play more of it. Uh definite improvements from Dying Light One. Um and I think mm-hmm. maybe as we progress into the next area and we start to actually get to our trees and see upgrades, it'll, it'll be fun to play. A lot more fun to play too. Um 
Talk about a couple other things in game world. I wanted to bring up uh, Dead Island 2, since we were talking about Dying Light 2. Um, allegedly is coming out at the end of this year. I have to say something. Have they said Q4 2022. Uh, they said Q4 2022 or early 2023. Mm. I'll yeah, see this so on the director's late notes. 23, got it. <laughs> say, say what, Chad? I'll see this on the director's notes. They're going <laughs> Sorry, off script. I, I forgot to put it on there. Off script. Sorry. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm putting it on there. Don't worry. I feel like I'm going crazy. I thought Dead Island 2 was already out. Riptide. I thought I already Riptide. That's Riptide. Riptide, which is what? Dead Island 1.5? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. count. 1.5. Okay, okay. And similar to how they just called Crash 4, Crash 4, even though there's like five other Crash games yeah. in between 3 and 4. <laughs> it's, they make a joke where they meet another character and they're like, how many times have you like beaten Dr. Cortex? And they're like, three. And he's like, really? Feels like more. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, that's actually funny. That's funny. Yeah, on that's good. I like uh, it. That's funny. Yeah, yeah Dead I, Island 2 has been in development for like ever, I feel like. And also it's switched developers a bunch of times. It's been uh, like super development hell. Announced, announced means in- it'll be good. 2014 uh in 2015 they closed their doors somebody else took the reins and then in 2019 uh damn buster studios took the reins um published by deep silver so their goal is they just came back and they're like hey we're back in the development cycle we're looking at the end of 2022 maybe 2023 gonna ride this wave off the dying light 2 with definitely not a game that has a similar title dead island 2 and definitely doesn't have a similar feel killing zombies Techland totally made different. Dead Island originally, mm-hmm. and then split from Deep Silver and to made like Dying, Dying Light. Light. Mm-hmm. So that's where that route comes from. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, maybe we'll, we'll, it might be out. Who knows? Uh, let's talk real quick about uh, Bloodborne. Bloodborne now on PC. Finally, <laughs> kind of get out of here. <laughs> Not really. uh, this like sole developer made Bloodborne PSX, which is like the first few hours of Bloodborne stylized to look like a PS1 game with like PS1 controls and like cutscenes remade PS1 style, like everything. It's actually D-make. super impressive. Yeah, yeah D-Make. Uh, I think there was like a demo out like a while ago and now it's like, I guess they're done with like what they're going to do with it. Hmm. How have they not been hidden with a cease and desist? Hmm. I, you know, yeah, I don't know. I guess Sony's chill with it. I don't know. That, I just it feels I'm sorry. Say to that me. sentence They're again, never right? Lower. <laughs> right? I mean, Sony. Sony. <laughs> Sony's no Nintendo. Nintendo would have been I mean, like sure. stopped Nintendo immediately. Exploded them. Fucking nuke yeah. them from orbit. But <laughs> still, I mean, it sounds like it's basically. I mean, obviously, right? The controls and everything are very, very different. The graphics. But like yeah. it's it looks like it's like Father Gasquin's in there. I've seen gameplay. I don't know. I just I think it's really interesting that it exists. Yeah, it's very cool. Um I watched I watched a pretty lengthy video of somebody playing a bunch of it and I mean they they I've never played Bloodborne, but they were a Bloodborne veteran and they kept on gushing about like, "Oh my gosh, they got this exact thing and it's like the same, but you know, but stylized like this PlayStation <laughs> wanted, you know?" <laughs> Yeah, like all the gameplay mechanics and everything. Actually, and they'd say it's like a few hours long. It's like the first whole area or something. Wow, that's that's awesome. That is a lot of developing the same game to not get a cease and desist. That is actually kind of yeah, crazy. right? Yeah, yeah. So just wow. Google Bloodborne Weird. PSX and download it before it's taken down. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I mean, this won't be the. That's not like 
the first time somebody's done. I mean, Black Mesa exists. Like That's it's true. the entirety of Half Life Two. Black Mesa Half-Life got endorsed 1. by Valve and yeah. put yeah, on Steam Valve's, and Valve's sold got for like money because they also um I don't know if you guys ever heard of that game something the Freeman capture mm-hmm. the Freeman kill the Freeman something like that yeah I don't remember it's a fan game yeah. about like people going and killing Gordon Freeman Gordon Freeman am I saying this right yeah mm-hmm. I think you're right. okay uh but yeah it was like a fully made fan game about their main character from their biggest franchise well maybe not anymore but you know <laughs> right. fucking Half Life right. Yeah. And they just were like, yeah, no, sure, put it on Steam. Fuck it. We don't care. <laughs> put it on Steam. We'll collect money off of it. This is great. Yeah. Thanks. There's a isn't there also a Half-Life Enhanced coming out? Half-Life 2 Enhanced? Yeah, but yeah, it's Half-Life 3. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah basically. Uh but is, isn't that I thought Valve was working on something to the that effect. Maybe they were yeah, just yeah. reworking it for the Steam Maybe. Deck. Is Valve doing anything really? They promised us two more full-length VR games. I've said nothing well, about I mean, that. the Steam Deck is coming out in like a month. Yeah, like by the way, I have read some reviews recently, and people are like, this is maybe the best piece of PC technology to exist in decades. Just wildly, yes. Yeah. I mean, that's probably wildly hyperbolic, but I, it does sound really cool. I'm really excited about it. Yeah, I'm, I'm really intrigued to see how good it is. I think the big thing is like, there's a few other like handheld computers out there that are trying to emulate like what the switch is doing, but with PC, but they're yeah. all like at least double the price of the steam deck. They're all like well yeah. above a thousand dollars. So yeah. for the steam deck to come out with the aggressive price point, it's a, I mean, they and, literally like, the could sell it, it. They could sell it for like nothing and they would be fine. I mean, it, I think they're basically selling it at cost. Like it sounds like the price point was like, people were like, Oh, that's so low. Yeah. Right. Like I internally. Mean, I mean, you you, you got to think that this is like a really good move on them to recapture some of the people who are moving to the oh, switch. I mean, absolutely. Because, I mean, now rather than buying games and playing them on switch while you're traveling, things you would normally like to play in a handheld. You're like, well, I can just own it in one place. Yeah. I could get it Already all in the Steam, Steam library. Yeah. yeah. You, you buy it at cost, but then they get their revenue through all the games that they sell on Steam. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Which, uh. I mean, it's it's like the it's like the inverse of what uh, Epic did with Epic Store after Fortnite. Like they get all their revenue from Fortnite, but they're like, "Well, let's just build the Epic Store." I, I don't know. It'd be something fun. Give away free games constantly just to yeah. suck you guys in. Yeah. <laughs> um, one other game I wanted to mention, I thought was kind of interesting. I found out a way for you guys to get save a little money when you go to buy that PS5 off of Facebook Marketplace. Uh. Uh, and that is because I know everybody here wants to play Horizon Forbidden West. So if you buy the PS4 version, which is $10 cheaper than the PS5 version, you get a free upgrade to the PS5 version. Hmm. So okay. now, I mean, that's actually kind of compelling, <laughs> right? Now you can just go, you just buy the PS4 version. You'll save that $10, which will definitely be the difference in cost between the MSRP of a PS5 and what you'd buy it for off Facebook Marketplace. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, just the you buy, markup. You mm-hmm. buy that PS5, and now you're good. Now you can play Horizon Forbidden West. So Is awesome. It, I thought it was Horizon 1 Dawn. Oh, shoot. Is that what it's called? <laughs> I'm talking about a different game. I'm sorry. Oh, you're, t- oh, you're talking about okay. the sequel. I'm. This is a totally different franchise. Oh, this is, it's My a bad. spin-off. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah, Riptide yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah, 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 there's yeah. a lot of that going <laughs> yeah, around. Definitely, sure. definitely. Um, let's talk about one thing in news we wanted to talk about here, which is uh, Kevin Levine's studio. Yeah, so this is this is also kind of old news. Adam Levine? Levine. Who? Levine. Yeah, Adam Levine's studio. Right, yeah, ahead, you know, Jake. the lead singer of, singer of Maroon 6. Did you say um, 
Nice. Kevin Levine. I he said did. Levine. Listen, <laughs> guys. Also Kevin. <laughs> Kevin Levine. I said Kevin. I'm like, it's way down here. Can we just fix Kevin it Levine. In post? Ken Levine. <laughs> Levine. 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 Do you but, know who that is? Do you know who we're talking about right now? I have no idea right about? now. No oh idea. Oh my god. He's like the auteur developer who had a big part in making Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Oh, okay. Well, also, now I know exactly what you're talking about. Thief the Dark Project, System Shock 2, and Freedom Force. Got it. Freedom Force. Um, <laughs> yeah. Game I don't have to that read list. what's in this article. I don't know why <laughs> Bioshock doesn't make that shortlist. But that's, I guess this was pretty irrational. Anyways, after Infinite, he was like, yep, done making like Bioshock games. I'm just going to m- open my own studio called Ghost Story Games, and we're just going to do our own thing. And that was like eight years ago. <laughs> and apparently, in case you couldn't have guessed, things are going terrible <laughs> like it, it just it sounds like he doesn't really know how to like run a whole a studio? ass studio yeah it sounds like he's terrible to work for yeah like it sounds like he's like okay we're gonna make like this narrative game where like anything can happen you know all of your choices are gonna be mirrored in the cutscenes. it's gonna be everywhere and we have like eight people so let's make a triple a <laughs> game and it's like hey ken listen buddy kevin that's impossible. <laughs> There's eight of us. And he's like, nope, we're going to do it. And so, like, they've lost a lot of people. It sounds like they don't really have a lot of progress to show for it. Um, Yeah, it's just, it's kind of, like, again, it's not surprising to hear. It's just really disappointing because he he's such a big name. And, like, I, I know a few of us have seen him talk at, like, PAX in the past, back before he shot himself away for, like, a decade. And he was, like, a really chill guy, and he seemed to have, like, a real good head on his shoulders when it comes to, like, game development type stuff, like, kind of attitudes and stuff. But it sounds like he just doesn't know how to manage an entire studio, which is, I, I'm i really disappointed to hear that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was also He's... supposed to be working on a TV show for a while there. Oh, yeah. I never heard what happened wasn't it, to that. Wasn't it, like, the Twilight Zone? I think it was Twilight Zone, yeah. Weird. Was it The Voice? Yeah, it was the it was the mass singer. Yeah, yeah, that was him. That was him. <laughs> they have a quote in this article where he says, "I think people will be surprised, but unsurprised by what, by what they see." What a quote! Okay, yeah. <laughs> what? Sure, dude. Yeah, yeah, man. I the biggest surprise to me is that like, what is it? Two K that he works for? That they haven't just been like, oh, take two. Excuse me. Haven't just been like, hey, listen, Ken. You got like you gotta you gotta make something. I don't know something. Yeah, like anything, dude. Like a flash game. Like you can't (laughs) you can't just sit there doing nothing. I feel like with Alex's quote that he just said, confusion is all the consumer is gonna get. (laughs) Yeah, right. And so like you're 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 gonna get the game in your hands, whatever thing he created. Maybe it's not even a game, and you're just like, what? Yeah, what what was this (laughs) supposed to be? I don't know, man. Meanwhile, I think Bioshock 4 is like heavily rumored to be. Mm. Bioshock 4? What's this numbering scheme? <laughs> well, infinite you know. is like infinite possibilities of the number, so it could be three, right? You know, if you turn the infinite also on its side and cut it, it's basically a three. You're right. So, yeah. yeah, you just did some 4D chess right there. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe Bioshock 4 is going to be before. Bioshock oh, Infinite. It's a prequel. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then it's actually Bioshock 1, 2, and then 4, and then Infinite. And then Layerville make a 3. 
Yeah. Prequel to four. Just like, whatever. Here's the third one. <laughs> also, uh, we do have Russian Bioshock coming out this year now. Wait, too. what? Oh, Atomic Heart? Atomic Heart. Heart. Oh, yeah. yeah, Atomic Heart. Oh, I thought it was actually going to be it's like... coming out in <laughs> Russian Bioshock. 2022. Yeah, Burr. 2022. Burr. I loved that. I That's... thought that was so fucking clever. It's great. It's like, what's your release window? Hmm. Burr. It's basically like Rumors. saying Q4, but without having to say Q4. Yeah. Is it September? Is it November? <laughs> Who the fuck knows? We'll figure it out when we get there. And I was like, I appreciate this. A um, couple more things in here before we wrap up. I did want to mention uh, this week a whole bunch of Lord of the Rings stuff uh, rights are going on sale. Um, Ooh, let's buy them. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How much should we raise? New NFTs. <laughs> let's buy the rights to shit. Oh my gosh. Uh, apparently it is an array of movie merchandising, gaming, and live event rights. Live event rights. Live event. Okay, yeah. we doing like, like a Lords of the Ring play? Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Like, yeah, a, maybe. like a live podcast on Twitch. Maybe. About maybe. Lord of the Rings. Like a, maybe. an official LARP. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I, it, it's interesting podcast. because... <laughs> I, think, I think we're going to see, of course, Amazon, I'm sure, is going to scoop some of this up, but there's no way they're not. Yeah. Uh, Producing a how many season show? Seven? Six? Seven? Somewhere in there? How many seasons? Man, yeah, I don't. Feels like hubris to decide how many seasons that's going to be before it's uh, started. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm sorry, are they uh, uh, HBO and making a pilot to a thing that they spend, what, $30 million on? And then they go, wait, this sucks. And then stop doing that? I don't Could know be. what we're referring to. What, what show? I, they did it for one of the uh, Game of Thrones spinoffs. They spent $30 million on the pilot episode of the spinoff, and then they're like, wait, these JJ guys suck at their jobs. Why the fuck are we letting them make another one? I was about to say, here's, here's the issue. For how good Game of Thrones was, the ending was so bad that everything before it is now hated. Yeah. And so, of course, if you tried to do a spinoff series of that of that series... You're just not going to get met with any uh, anything good, right? Yeah, House really of Dragons shot is still happening, right? What'd you say? House of Dragons is still happening, I think. Yeah, that one's we'll still see. happening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, allegedly, exactly. For now, <laughs> hey, let's uh, let's wrap up with a quick story, Chad. I guess yeah. I'm going to guess so, it's a story. It's kind of a story. It's kind of just like a one-off comment. Um, I got a TikTok from Alex a while ago of, of somebody <laughs> walking their cat. And so I decided that I would get some cat harnesses. <laughs> and oh let me tell you what, Flynn, the, the guy cat, which I can actually get the harness on because Maggie will, like, I probably am going to have to have Caitlin help me and try to get that one on. Um, just kind of flopped onto his side. It was just like, mm. please, mercy, help. <laughs> Rolled around a little bit. And, like, we took some treats out and started giving it to him. But And he, like, crawled his way across the ground to get to him. And, like, <laughs> he just was not having it, man. <laughs> We made him walk upstairs uh, so that, you know, he'd get a feel for the, the vest. He didn't walk up the stairs. He clawed his way up. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> gosh. So uh, that's, that's, the, that's day one progress of mm-hmm. trying to get him in into the outdoors with a, with a little harness. I don't know why animals are, like, so dramatic when you, like, put something on them that they're not used to. Like, with, with Sven, we tried to put a Christmas sweater on him for a Christmas party. He just... Doesn't he just stands there? He will not move when he put when you put it. I'm done. I I guess I'm dying right here. I'm I'm never moving again. I mean, can you imagine having never worn a shirt and some someday somebody just shoves a shirt on you? Yeah, I mean, sure. 
There might be a shock, but eventually I'd be like, oh, I can still move arms and legs and yeah. eat and drink and, you know, normal things. It does I mean, feel like you'd pretty quickly be like, can I still? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I can still move my arms yeah. and stuff. You'd think. True, to true. be fair, I I'm got two versions. My body across the ground. Yeah. I got two versions of the hardest. One was a little bit too tight. And also, like, the way it was designed, it went up his armpits a little bit too much, it looked like. So mm. it kind of looked like he couldn't walk as well. And then the second version was like, it's actually adjustable. Uh, the issue with this version is instead of just having to put their legs through real quick, you actually have to put their head through a hole. Um, and so that's really difficult with a cat. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. But the second version seemed like it worked a little bit better. I'm going to need an update in two weeks. Two weeks? Mm. But you think yeah. I'm getting them outside within two weeks? Yeah, I mean, next podcast. I'm going to need like a very specific update to how well this is going. Got it. Maybe some video footage. I can send some video footage. I'm going to send some video footage right now. I'm going to tell you what. All right. Good. Excellent. Great. Guys, we've reached the end of the cast. It was oh, very short. We did it. I think we could we talk did. about Pokemon for a little bit. Just no, I we're think we're good. I think we're good. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. Bye. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. You can also check out our new series, The Discordant Signal, a multi-arc Starfinder adventure, live on Twitch every Monday at 8 p.m. and then out on YouTube and whatever podcasting app you are using at 6 p.m. on Thursdays. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.